We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is time for quarter number four. I'm Jim Galanti, and as always, we have Penn State Rivals lead recruiting analyst Eric Lammers with us. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing well, Jim. I'm doing well. Memorial Day weekend, you know, getting, having a chance to celebrate that and everything was, was always fun, but obviously it's great to be back on here with you and and because uh, it's going to shape up to be a, a rather busy June for Penn State. So get the bad news behind us and hopefully we can start, you know, they can start focusing on some good positive energy for the month of June. Well, that's right. We've had a couple down weeks where we talked about players who've gone elsewhere. In the next couple weeks, we're going to hear about a lot of visitors to Penn State. I thought this week, Eric, it would be a very good time to regroup a little bit. Let's take a look at where we are with the class of 23. And before we wrap up, we could look at where the team is headed, who they're looking at. And what's really fascinating, class of 23 for the Penn State Nittany Lions, it's a really good class, a top 10, maybe even top 5 class, depending on who you talk to. And the really cool thing, and I'm sure a lot of Penn State fans are excited about this, you start with the offensive line. There are two absolutely stud players in Alex Birchmeyer, Javen Williams. One is considered a guard, the other a tackle. Let's start there with that offensive line, Eric. Pretty good start to that class. Yeah, I mean, it, it always started there with uh, with. with... Coach Trotwine did up front, and what he's been able to do with that class up front um, was obviously been what kind of jump-started everything with this 23 class, and they do have some dudes there, and it started obviously, like you mentioned, with Birchmeyer uh, all the way last summer when he jumped in the boat. Um, and then, you know, the interesting point, I don't know if you if you saw this, Jim, but uh, Javen Williams uh, just recently competed in the state, turn, uh, the state uh, track meet, and he threw a the, threw a, the discus set a record, shot puts, that is in top 10 nationally. That's kind of what you want to see from these uh, offensive linemen when you're signing them, you know, being those kind of dual sport athletes and that track stuff that they are able to kind of correlate between what they do and, and the explosiveness that comes with that. And so, I mean, you hit it on the head. When it starts well, up front and it starts with those two, uh, they've done a tremendous job. And, and they're not done. Uh, we've uh, been tracking that a little bit here. You know, despite having four in this class, and, you know, whether or not you, you kind of think of where Mega might end up down the road. Um, so is it a four or five, you know, things like that. But they are definitely not done. Uh, June, they're looking at bringing some high-level talent, both at tackle and in interior. I think they would prefer to get, uh, get some more tackle help. Um, but, yeah, Trotwine uh, has done a tremendous job with this, with this group, and, and he's looking to continue that rolling in June. And as we found out with this team over the last couple of years, it, always, it does start with the offensive line. And... I mentioned Birchmeyer, Javon Williams, but you also have to throw in Joshua Miller and Anthony Donko. Yeah, yeah, those four right there. And yeah, you shouldn't definitely don't sleep on Joshua Miller or Donko either because like those guys are very high-end players. And I've seen, you know, I've seen Miller live. We saw him down at Charlotte Rivals Camp, and, and he was as impressive in person as you could imagine. And so having him, again, with the other two that we mentioned and Donko and however they close out this class – I mean, that group is, is, is the staple of this class. I mean, I, I really do, looking back, if, if, if you look back on the 23 class, 
um, down, down the road. Uh, it's all going to come to how did that offensive line perform? Um, did they meet the expectations? Did they rise above the expectations? Because that group is the cornerstone of this class, and it will be something that you'll have to look back on and just see how they did because I think that will ultimately point to the success of this class. Whenever you talk about a recruiting class, you've got to talk about the quarterback that they bring in. For 23, they're bringing in Marcus Stokes. Not a really big name. You like Marcus Stokes, though, don't you? Yeah, I just like, I think he brings a little bit of a different dynamic to the class, uh, to the team. You know, he's a lot different, obviously, from uh, Drew Lar, you know, because he's not going to be your typical uh, NFL pro size quarterback, right? He's going to be shorter on the move, likes to make things happen outside the pocket when things break down a little bit. You know, that's maybe when he even operates at his best, a little bit off script. You know, he's maybe a little bit like Prabola, but Prabola is just thicker and bigger, right? And so this guy is going to be, he's going to have, he's a little bit of a project. There's no, you can't deny that, right? He's going to have to some work on some things with his accuracy uh, and just get bigger and things like that. But the way that, the, the reason I firmly believe that he ended up in this class is because he shows a leadership style that is one that Coach Franklin really resonates towards, right? And so he wanted somebody like this to lead his class, to be somebody that could kind of help galvanize everybody and bring it together. And that's, and you know, I think that's who Stokes is, right? And and I think that's why, you know, I think they're going to bring him in on, you know, we'll talk about that, I know, at the end of, of this. But in June, they're going to bring him in on the 10th. And I think that was calculated because they want to bring him in that first weekend. Uh, they're going to have some other guys in from Florida, specifically uh, Trayon Webb, the running back. And I think that was calculated to have him on campus at the same time just because of that leadership ability and what Coach Franklin sees in him as, you know, the potential person that can kind of rally everything together. But, yeah, you know, I, I think he's going to bring an interesting dynamic, certainly, uh, to, the, to the Penn State program when he does step foot on, on campus as well. Well, Penn State had another quarterback who some folks thought was a little bit undersized, was only uh, considered a three-star recruit coming in, but showed a lot of great leadership skills and in those intangibles. His name was Trace McSorley. I think right. that turned out pretty well. Right. So, and that's kind of the comp. That's the easy comp, too, I guess, when you start thinking about uh, Stokes and what he could turn into. And, and obviously, knock on wood or whatever, that's who you hope he can turn into. Because if he can turn into somebody like McSorley, you got yourself a, a stud, right? And on the defensive side, a little bit slow getting going. There's only three players so far on the defensive side. Lamont Payne, Jamel Lyons, who's an edge rusher, Conrad Hussey, who is a safety. How do things look going forward, though, on the defensive side of the ball for this recruiting class? Yeah, I mean, June's obviously going to be a big month for Manny Diaz and the defensive staff and trying to get some momentum going on that side of the ball with the recruitment. It's been a little bit slow out the gate. I mean, you probably can accredit a little bit of that, obviously, to the changeover in staff on that defense side of the ball. Lead. I mean, obviously with the coordinator, you know, anytime you lose somebody like Coach Pry um, that goes down to Virginia Tech and you get all those relationships and the equity that he's kind of built up over time, you know, and then to replace that with somebody like Diaz who's got to come in and get his feet wet, um, yeah, there may be a little bit of slow time, but June's going to be a big month for him. There's no way, to, uh, other way to put it, right? And and it starts obviously because of the linebackers that they're going to be bringing in and the people that want to see them be able to close on guys like Tony Rojas and Tamir Robinson. And so, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, the interesting thing, the guys that they do have committed to them right now. You know, big fan of Jamil Lyons, thinks he's a great, uh, you know, a 
future stud on that defensive line just because you know he moves really well for his size. He's got the growth potential to put on some major weight and be a real staple there at the strong side defensive end. Um, he's got some athleticism to him that you really like. Uh, so he's a big nun. You know, Conrad Hussey, a little bit of an underrated radar guy, maybe that they that they swiped out of uh, St. Thomas Aquinas down there in Florida. People weren't necessarily expecting that. He's going to be one to watch though because you know Miami just came in and offered him actually. And so now does that how does that change up the dynamic right of staying in South Florida and things like that um, that you'll need to watch. But you know that's one that they really like. Penn State is very high on him. Um, but yeah, you know, so we'll see Lamont Payne, obviously he's been in the class for a while and then Megan Barnwell, you know, he's the one that we, again, I talked about him a little bit, the offensive line, he's been talking defensive line, you know, you'll just kind of have to wait and see. I don't think they're really penciling him anywhere particular, really just as an athlete. Um, but yeah, we'll see, but it is, June's going to be big. Now you mentioned Rojas and Robinson, a couple of tight end, I'm sorry, linebackers, who are the other players, offense or defense, that we should be aware of as Penn State fans over the next couple weeks who are beginning, coming in for their visits? Yeah, so, you know, that first weekend, that June 10th is when they're going to do the, the first official visit weekend. Um, and I think when you're looking at that group, and, th- and these and these are subject to change, right? And But but I did something before this to kind of look at it to kind of, uh, well, let me, get, let me go back a little bit and give you a grand view, right? And so, like, their focus, they've made it clear that their focus for the month of June is really going to be at the defensive back position, okay? Because they're, they're scheduled to bring in eight defensive backs for official visits in the month of June, right? The next position that they're going to bring in after that, that's got the highest numbers, linebackers. So they're telling you right now out the gate that their focus is obviously on that defense side of the ball, primarily on that back seven uh, in terms of linebackers and the defensive backs. Now, in terms of players that we need to be watching specifically on the defensive side, let me start there. On that weekend of the 10th, uh, there's a young man that's going to be coming up from Tampa Catholic uh, down in Florida, Corey Lucius. He's a linebacker. And so everybody always thinks of Tamir Robinson and and Tony Rojas when they're thinking of linebackers. I think this is a name that you have to be familiar with if you're a Penn State fan. Corey Lucius, the staff is very high on him. Manny Diaz is very familiar with him. He was his first offer at Miami, and then Penn State was his second Power 5 offer when Manny Diaz got to to Penn State. So they're very high on his game, and so that's a name that you have to be aware of. Uh, uh, Corey Lucius, Tampa Catholic, that first weekend on the 10th, somebody that you have to watch. Um, Offensive, switch over to offensive side ball. I know I'm a little bit all over the place here, so I apologize, but Evan Link, Evan Link is a name that you're going to need to know coming in on that 10th. We've talked about him countless times. He keeps things a little bit more close to the vest when it comes to, uh, you know, recruiting, but long been thought of, you know, Michigan, Penn State, Stanford. Um, if Penn State can land him, though, that would be a big one for him because he is what they're looking for. And I, when I talk about, you know, they've got the four that they're committed, but we've talked about Trotwine still looking to add to this class, and there's no doubt that it's, you know, that tackle body, and Evan Link's perfect for that. Um, and then, you know, can move it to the next weekend, the 17th. Uh, you talked about Tony Rojas. You talked about Tamir Robinson, obviously names you know. A couple other names that I'll throw out there for you that definitely need to be aware of because they could end up being Nittany Lions for sure. Uh, obviously, London Montgomery, the running back there that we've talked about numerous times. It's almost like, you know, you're, he's one that, you know, we talked about, you know, these ups and downs and the waves of recruiting. You need to land. If you want somebody, you need to land this one, right? Um, if you want a running back, like they're only bringing in two running backs for official visits during the month of June. Right, and they don't have any running backs committed to them now. Running backs not a huge priority for them either because they brought in two studs last year, but they're shooting for the fence. They got that Trayon Webb's coming up the tenth. They're going to shoot for the stars with him. That's battle though between Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina, and Penn State. So that's a big battle. 
London Montgomery's coming in that 17th. You're bringing him in with all of your commits. He's an in-state guy. Somebody that you've you know you've been talking to for quite a while. You're very familiar with him. He's somebody you have to lock up, in my opinion, uh, by the end of June. So he's somebody you have to watch. And then King Mack is a defensive back that's going to be coming up. That's teammates of Conrad Hussey down there at St. Thomas Aquinas. Definitely need to be aware of him on the 17th weekend because he's somebody I think could commit um, as well. So you know that, that that's shaping up to be a big weekend, obviously. Um, and then 24th weekend is, uh, you know, obviously going to be a big one. But Kenny Johnson is a name that you need to watch, obviously, because of uh, what's been going on uh, at the wide receiver position, obviously, most recently with Rodney Gallagher. So names names plenty. Uh, there's a lot of names you can go over. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a busy month for sure. Eric, that's going to have to be it. But before we go, very quickly, this is your last appearance on the show. I want to thank you so much for your great contribution to the show. I don't want to say it's been great working with you because it hasn't felt like work. It's just been a pleasure talking to you every week, Eric. Yeah, Jim. I mean, it was, quite frankly, one of the best parts of this job is coming on here and talking with you, Penn State football, and, and the passion that you have for it and being able to do all this, is, it makes it very hard to step away from it all. But uh, I appreciate everything you did for me, man. It was, it was awesome. All right. That is it for the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind We Are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com.